Welcome to a new episode of Drive Time. Drive Time is where a Michigan Ross faculty member deep dives into one interesting subject in under 10 minutes. Enjoy. Hello, I'm Jeffrey Sanchez Burks, Professor of Management Organizations at the University of Michigan's Ross School of Business. And today I will discuss how leaders can optimize their team's emotional landscapes. We've all been there. We've all gone to work feeling happy, sad, excited, bored, angry, and just about every emotion we can feel. No matter the job field, it's important to address something that's usually neglected, and that's the fact that employees bring with them a diversity of moods. One common thing that leaders can do is to try to have everyone share the same mood. However, this may not work in all cases. The core idea at hand is that we have all been through a lot, especially in the past few years till now. People have been going through a global pandemic, climate-related disasters, economic uncertainty, and general social discontent. These are key factors that make employees bring more emotionality into work. And on top of all of that, research shows that suppressed emotions will eventually erupt in unproductive ways. Emotional landscapes influence how employees make sense of situations, tasks, and actions. That's why team leaders need some sort of manual for responding to employees' emotional states, ideally in a way that is tailored differently according to the different emotions. If you're a team leader, you can follow these four plays to help manage the loaded emotional settings. Number one, nurturing emotions, aligning them, acknowledging them, and diversifying them. When it comes to nurturing emotions, it is important to acknowledge them as well as to encourage the shared emotions of the team members. To benefit from this emotional alignment, leaders need to be active in encouraging and recognizing those feelings to lower the likelihood that new emotions will intrude, which could be counterproductive. Sustaining this cohesive emotional model can require some planning. To put it in simple terms, if the team is upbeat, share information that will continue to rally everyone. If it's more somber, acknowledge the mood with empathy. In such circumstances, managers can take immediate and potent actions to help team members get into a similar emotional state. One leader recently shared with me how she's been handling the rise in negative emotions in her team due to the COVID-19 crisis. She told me that at the start of one of the meetings, many team members shared their fears about how the pandemic would affect the company. She avoided the temptation to lighten the mood and instead acknowledged that times were indeed tough. By validating the team's negative feelings and avoiding the urge to sugarcoat the current emotional state, she avoided disturbing the camaraderie of shared concern. Her team maintained a common motivation to continue executing a plan for pulling through the hard times together. Number two. Aligning emotions will allow a deeper sense of team bonding and mutual respect and understanding. When your team needs to coordinate toward a common goal and you sense that it's experiencing a wide range of emotions, the most effective way forward is to deploy a strategy that increases emotional alignment. Here, the pep talk or sounding of the alarm approaches described earlier are effective in preparing your team to execute its task. To better understand this, I'll briefly go over a recent related matter. Earlier this year, we saw one leader of a large nonprofit enact this strategy shortly after closing an all-in-person operations and shifting to remote work. Some stakeholders were delighted not to go into the office. Some struggled to work while at home with families, and others were anxious about the changes. 
This leader began to incorporate punctuated moments during virtual meetings to highlight specific examples of how the organization was continuing to deliver on aspects of its mission that were sacred to the employees. This worked to coalesce the collective mood toward a sense of hope and optimism. Number three, the power of acknowledging emotions. Creating room for emotional validation allows people to process their affective experiences, which is more productive than attempting to suppress them or pretending that people are unemotional robots. The diversity of emotions in a room will facilitate a diversity of thought. One astute leader uses this approach to begin her Monday morning design hackathons. Recognizing the value of a room containing a mix of irritation from a treacherous commute, elation from weekend adventures, and everything in between, she begins with an online poll asking everyone to indicate two different emotions they are feeling. With this small step, she affirms the diverse emotional landscape in the room and how it's a perfect mix to fuel their innovation task at hand. For creativity, emotional diversity is key. Managers who understand this can mindfully cultivate the different emotional landscapes required for execution versus innovation. Stay tuned to listen to more quick tips on the topics of management, leadership, organizational behavior, and business by the Michigan Ross faculty.